This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. The goal of Civic View is to keep our citizens informed and entertained while maintaining a sense of transparency between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we value that communication as well as civic engagement, and we hope this podcast will continue to be a source of both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Um, To continue the theme that we have going this year and with this season of the podcast, which is Raising the Bar, I wanted to um, go into uh, talking about a few things um, as far as helping our community and continuing to raise the bar. So in order to do that on the show today, I have um, Councilwoman Cynthia Brown, as well as the Executive Director of the Saving Grace Women's Home, uh, Don Siegel. Uh, Ladies, thank you both for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure to uh, get to do this. I love doing this. I love um, doing this podcast and engaging with our community. So it's always fun to get a chance to talk about something that's not necessarily specifically civics, but still helps our community and relates. So um, we will do a little bit of the civics first. And with that, I'm going to ask Councilman Brown to speak a little bit. So I want to start with kind of... um, I know that you have experience working um, with women's shelter as well. I do, Chance. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'm happy to see that Dawn is here, too, because uh, I got to tour her beautiful home a few weeks ago. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, I was the director at the Rhonda Coon Woman's Home, which was a ladies' home. It's a transitional home to help ladies that needed uh, just a hand up to get th- get back on their feet. Uh, sometimes what I call this the finishing school because somebody would come from a rehab and stay there for six months to kind of get a little bit of supervision, but also just to be able to work and make money and get out on their own. Uh, we are, you know, anytime that we have a program that helps the citizens uh, to uh, to better improve their lives, right. it's a great civic lesson and a great thing to support. So uh, we're happy to have Saving Grace with us. And I think that Don could tell us a little bit more about the program itself. It's a Teen Challenge program, right? Based off of Teen Challenge. I'm actually a Teen Challenge graduate. But it is a minimum of 12 months, which is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have curriculum that we teach, uh, general studies and personal studies, chapel rotation. Uh, we do also a work uh, study where we offset costs Uh, due to the fact that we do not take any funding or insurance. We partner with businesses and churches um, for for monthly donation, but we also handcraft woodworks and crosses that that we will sell on fundraisers at Storefront. You may have seen us out there. I did. I saw some out there whenever my friend Galen and I came to the the open house a few weeks ago. Uh, Galen Warhanowitz was with me. She was on my board uh, for the Rhonda Coon Woman's Home, and we've been friends since 2012. I actually started there as the house mother in 2012 and lasted two years there for that due to her and a couple other people uh, that helped me get uh, to get along, you know, move along and to try to... uh, uh, help the ladies through what they were going through. But the crosses and uh, the uh, uh, 
the woodworking things were just beautiful. Uh, I, I don't think they had the workshop set up at that time, but we went out to the garage and seen some of the things. And actually, the garage apartment I would have lived in. So uh, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a beautiful it's just a beautiful facility. It's a, a two story uh, house that uh, was built by one of our newest commissioners and uh and uh, and it was just a great house to see and uh, i think that that is going to you know i think whenever you are down and out if you have a beautiful place to go and you can feel the love of christ i'm sorry this is kind of what it is then it helps you get um helps you come out of what you were going through so i think the beauty around it's going to really help the people the area is very peaceful because mm-hmm. we're off of uh, Four and Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, what what we want to offer the women is not only uh, opportunity to um, heal from their addictions and their, their hurts and um, their homelessness or the abuse, whatever um, their life-controlling issue might have been. It's also just to, to truly love on them, show them the love of Christ, and, and reaffirm their identity um, that is in Him, not what the world said, not what we spoke over ourselves or what, Right. Um, anyone else what somebody has. else has said over the years that's made you feel like that's who you are instead of what you really are. Uh, so that 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 that's part of the the issue. We listen to the listen to what other people say and and we get it into our spirit. So I think it's a peaceful place that can help them at least get grounded in who they really are supposed to be. Very. Um, and we also have um, several other centers. This is our first women's center in Florida. The men's program, Project Hope, had been in Fort Walton for the previous four years. They're in transition to come to Crestview. We're now in the north end of the county, Mm -hmm. um, which I joke about. I said, well, we had the south end covered. Now we're in the north, so we've completely covered it. And as you know, um, my addiction had been um, in Fort Walton. Um, My recovery had occurred um, not only in Okaloosa County Jail, but also uh, in Escambia at Teen Challenge. But I think the beauty of God working in circles is he brought me right back to where I had grown up and had struggled, and now he's bringing women in. We actually have three in the program now with with more coming uh, just to uh, complete the calling on my life, which was truly just to change one life is to change the world because there's such a ripple effect, and and I'm just extremely excited, and I'm encouraged, and and I'm just grateful to be here to be able to talk about not only um, how big God is, but, but the provision and the promise that he fulfills. Not only for me, but for other women. Right. And, uh, you know, that that's true. He, he, he loves us all unconditionally. So uh, and uh, it, it shows through the house and through your uh, director that was underneath you. He's the one that kind of to us on the tour. Then the lady upstairs. Uh, there are still some needs there. I don't know if that's something that we need to talk about or not, but uh, that could be met. But it's a great place to send our citizens there that need that. that, that so people will know that it's there that can get the help that they need. You know, female uh, facilities are uh, needed greatly in Okaloosa County. I know that Path of Grace is opened in Santa Rosa County, but there's not really a female rehab in uh, Okaloosa County. So it's a great place to be opened for, you know, there's places to go, but it's places that you have to pay, and this is not something like right. that. Right, and you get the mm-hmm. opportunity. I mean, you're you're using this, or not using this, excuse me, um, our citizens can use this as an opportunity to get help, even yes. if they feel mm-hmm. like they're in a place where they don't have anything, don't have any resources, because you don't actually charge the individual for the services, correct? 
That's correct. Yeah, we we don't receive any uh, money from the government or from the state, and we uh, do not charge a monthly fee um, for the whole time that we house them. Okay, so that I mean that is a that's an opportunity that most people don't get, don't have access to. So I, you know, it's I think it's great that we have um, we have that for uh, women to be able to take advantage of in our community because there I know that there are people that are in a place where they want help, they need help, they know they do, but they are struggling to figure out how to make that happen. And if you can eliminate some of those barriers, that may be that last thing where they finally go, you know what, okay, I think I'm ready to to do something about this or make a change in my life. Truly, we wouldn't want um, the, the financials to, to uh, keep someone from receiving the healing that they need. It's just, it's it's why we do what we do. Yeah, and, and, that, and like I said, that's, um, I know that uh, raising the bar is something that we've been talking about, and I, I feel like that is definitely our community um, raising the bar, and I hope that what you guys are doing becomes more successful and that you're able to help people. I know that there will be some people coming from out of the area, but I know that your program will allow someone access to go to uh, one of the other homes that you guys have that's in a different area, right, because sometimes it helps people when they – get out of the area where they're using it, it can be very helpful for them uh, to get that separation in their life as well. True. If they needed to uh, be removed from Florida, um, we do have a Saving Grace Women's Home also in Houston, the original uh, female home. So there is, is another opportunity. And then we have two more uh, men's center, one in Russellville, Arkansas, the Hope Center. And then we have a Project Hope Texas men's center also. So yeah. if they do need to be um, elsewhere, that that is an opportunity that we can offer them to. Excellent. Um, so I want to I want to get back a little bit to Councilman Brown. Um, now we spoke a bit about your experience that you've had with the women's home and serving the community. So I want to talk a little bit about what uh, the city council. You know, bring it back to Crestview a little. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? I know that you served on council and the previous place where you lived. Is that correct? Uh, several years ago, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me ask you this then. So you've had some experience, so you knew what you were getting into for the most part. <laughs> what made you What made you decide to run for council uh, for Crestview? Well, whenever uh, the, uh, the opportunity presented itself, I was kind of like the, I wanted to give the, the people another choice in, a, in the choice that they had. There was no one else running against the individual that I had a had a pose and and it gave it gave them another choice and they chose me so I mean that's not anything that's wrong to say but uh, it, it's a um, I am more interested in doing the right thing than doing the political thing mm-hmm. so that's what I did before I moved to Florida after I was in the council in, in uh, Calixburg, Kentucky where I'm from uh, for for a time so I want to do what like like Miss Dawn, you know, what she's doing. I want to try to promote things like that because it's the right thing to do. Uh, I'm not necessarily um, totally political, but if you look at my Facebook page, I guess you'd say that I am. But I'm more about what I think is right than, than like, political ideologies. So that's where I come down on that. So your, your choice to serve kind of comes from you wanting to see what you feel is right for the people for the of Crestview people in the and, and for in whatever I can do to help them. Yes. Po- politics or not, I would hope that's 
where most politicians are coming from when they decide <laughs> to be a politician. I know that's not always the case, but I mean, if you're in power for over 25 years on the federal level, you have to really look at yourself yeah. on the inside. <laughs> is what I'm got to say about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so that aside, so I, um, you've been here since 2019 on the council, right? And you've been on with some of the most growth and change that we've seen within the community. It, it kind of scared me at first because yeah. it was moving so fast. In fact, uh, someone had asked me, he said, I said, I thought you would be somebody that would think about it before you voted yes for it. And I'm like, well, I really think we have, uh, we have a great city manager. We have a great mayor and I don't really think that they're going to lead us down the wrong way. And I think that um, we are moving Fast and fast enough to catch up with the things that weren't done in the past. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because we we had so many things in the past that were dragging their feet. And plus, when you have a city of twenty five thousand people and you're trying to run it on the mayor city council level, that is just almost impossible because you have to talk to each other. And the sunshine laws in the state of Florida are so stringent that we're not supposed to talk to each other. Right. Unless you're Unless you're there and it's and on the it's, agenda and you're having a conversation right. on the dice about it. So everything goes back to Mr. Baldack and the city manager position that kind of gets dispersed from there. And it, it's so much easier to run it. And I have said this. Somebody asked me about Catlicksburg was very small. It was like the, the science is 4,000 people, but I'm pretty sure it was less than that because <laughs> I, I did the census. It was like 2860 <laughs> uh, whenever we did the census. So... We couldn't get anything done. So you need a center point somewhere to get something done. Yeah, the, so. all those staff recommendations that we go through in council meetings. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, it's easier to say that than to read some of the things. As you have noticed in some of my council trying to read some of the things. So yeah. uh, I'll just say, yeah, I recommend staff recommendations. Yeah, so. that's, that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know that you you read this stuff beforehand we do. and that you're prepared for it before we go to council. And that you guys always, all of you always ask questions whenever you have a question. I don't think I've ever sat through a council meeting where, we were on the first reading and someone didn't have a question about something and, and someone didn't bring it up and address it with Tim or anything like that. You know? Right. You know, and we, we get this well in advance. Like we'll get it like, like three or four days before the uh, uh, city council meeting. So, you know, we read them and then we sometimes uh, I had questions that I just went ahead and emailed somebody about and got the answers for, from. So a lot yeah. of times there's not a... A reason to bring it up in the thing in in the council meeting unless the, the unless that uh, uh, somebody else does or something like that. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm I uh I'm glad currently that you're one of our city council members. Well, thank you. That you mm-hmm. are able to continue that. Um. I like that. Uh. You're on board with what I consider a vision for Crestview that it's I think great. we've needed yes. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And some of that includes the community engagement that we get through an organization like Saving Grace. I know that you guys are technically in Baker, but you serve the surrounding area. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I always say about Crestview is that while we are just the city limits, we are a very large area around the city as well. We are. We're kind of like the vocal point of the, the, the northern uh, Okaloosa County, really. Yeah. I so, mean, and mm-hmm. we're the county seat on mm-hmm. top of it. Right. But, but we are. We are the connection point for the most part for the north end of the county. And that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, so we're, we're talking about this a little bit. Um, 
as far as the program that you worked with and the um, program that you are currently the executive director of, if someone needed to get help from your either one of those organizations, um, what is, uh, we'll start with you, Don, what, what are the, some of the first steps that they need to take? Well, usually a lot of our um, calls are, are word of mouth. You know, they, they see maybe the guys or the girls out fundraising, and then they give a short little testimony. They speak to someone, and they say, and then the, the person that's there will open up, and they'll say, we have little touch cards that, that have a, a number that they can call, and it will actually go directly to myself or to a coworker. And that's, uh, we just do a quick little phone interview. And then we uh, ask them to keep in contact for several days, and then we do a much more extensive uh, interview uh, on the phone, and then we submit that. But um, they just need to reach out. They just need to pick up the phone. They just need to call uh, or have a family member call, and then uh, we can get that started. And if I have a bed, I'm going to bring them in. Okay. And right now I have beds because I have three students, okay. and I can house 24. All right, so you, you have room if there I have are room. people in the community that need help. Yes. Okay. At Councilman Brown, the Rhonda Coon Whitman's home? Is yes. Is that correct? It was a lot of referrals because people have known us. We were known as Family Life Ministries of Northwest Florida before 2014. So we, we got a DBA as Rhonda Coon Woman's Home because that sounded so big. It sounded like we had so much money. And the main thing that we did was the Rhonda Coon Woman's Home. At one point in time, when we opened up in 1986, we were a an we a, a, a alternative to abortion. We were an adoption option for folks that, for for, for, for uh, ladies that were pregnant to come to the home. So it kind of evolved into uh, a, a um, ladies that are experiencing homelessness situation. So uh, it, because uh, the the home wasn't needed so much because the, being, being pregnant and not married was not the big stigma that it used to be back in the 80s and the early 90s. So it, it, it evolved into that. And um, uh, we got... Uh, uh, referrals from churches, uh, even even um, at one uh, for a while we got referrals from the Department of Health when they ran into people that were homeless and things like that. So we had an application process. It might have been a little bit different than yours because we had to make sure that they 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 weren't doing drugs and stuff at the time. I actually did a drug screen, and this was this was a an issue for me when I was the Rhonda Kin Woman's Home Director because. We didn't have the funds to be a rehab, so what I would have to do is refer them to either Path of Grace because it wasn't really a charge situation, but they did do an upfront fee, and we paid for that from the home if they if they if they could go to there. But most of the time, they didn't have any openings because there was such a need for uh, rehabilitation facilities for ladies, and so that was the huge problem there. So it's such a nice thing to have that you're open. Uh, for for that to give us you know 21 more beds right now I kind of wish that the home was open now so we could uh, do that but we closed in February uh, due to just the uh, extenuating circumstances money uh, and we thought that I'll be honest with you I'll just tell you what we thought we thought one hopeful place was going to open up for women in that situation uh, and like in the May one of the things we closed down for because we were we weren't going to get the financial support that we thought we needed and they haven't opened up for ladies yet, so it's kind of it's kind of sad because there's really no place for ladies to go in Fort Walton right now. Okay, and and 
I mean, in Crestview, we're, if it, outside of uh, the Crestview Area Shelter for the Homeless, we don't really have a place um, for that either at the moment. No, it's a great facility, though. Ann, yeah. and, her, Ann and her crew do a great job. Uh, they, um, uh, at, they're probably still social distancing there and probably not taking as many as they usually do. So uh, that COVID's just affected everything. It has. And, you know, money-wise and everything for fundraising for groups, uh, you know, if— if you can support some of these groups that helps us in our civic uh, mindedness, it would be great because we need they need help just as very very almost direly at this point in time for some people. Yeah, yeah, and and I you know I follow them on social media and if they're they're opening for the night for cold weather, sometimes if I get the opportunity, I'll share that and try to you know have people help get the word out and let people know that mm-hmm. there is an option. But I know that um, no matter what community you're in, people in need for services like either one for drugs or or just a place to level out and try to get your feet back under you and get Mm -hmm. life back together and going again is important so i'm glad that there is some opportunity that's being offered by saving grace and hopefully someone will soon be able to step in and and i hope so too you don't know how often i'm sorry chance we don't talk over you you don't know how often i've regretted that we decided to close it down but uh but anyway (laughs) hopefully that you know we'll as as things stay, stabilize back out again, I, I'm sure that someone will step into that that role. Hopefully, yeah. um, so that's uh, that's about it for our time. Yes. I want to say thank you both for joining me again. Thank you, Don. Um, thank you. And thank you, Councilwoman Brown. It, it's been great because I really enjoyed talking to Dawn uh, and hearing her story and uh, and and your introduction. And it's just been really great talking to you both. Yeah. Thank yeah. you both for being on. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.